Coming to you live from the Hazy Cloud Studios, I'm Aaron. I'm Chris. And I'm Scott. And this is the fourth pillar. Uh, a lot to talk about this week. Um, yeah, big week. A lot big of things week. happened this week. Oh, especially yesterday. Oh my goodness, it hurts me still. The Notorious B RBG. RBG. Not, not the Notorious B.I.G. <laughs> no, no, he's been there a while. Yeah, yeah. No, no. Yeah. But the Notorious R.B.G. Ah, uh, yeah, no. Um, Dude, the... Dead at 87. Yeah, it's crazy. It's 87. Crazy. I thought she reached 90. Oh, my nope. mistake. I apologize. No, but um, I, I think that's what she was shooting for. Uh, was well, was, she, I think she was going for a record. Uh, I think the, the oldest running um, Supreme Court justice was 93. Uh, uh, I'm guessing that's what she was shooting for. I don't know, but uh, obviously I know she... she's talked uh, previously about uh, not wanting to give another Supreme Court justice pick to the Trump administration, and that's what I was going to yeah. bring up. It's she's like been very she, she, she's that. like I'm coming back uh, out of spite, yeah. despite the episode she had. What was that? Four months ago? Five yeah. months ago? And she's like, No, I'm I'm coming back. I do not want Trump to be able to appoint somebody else to the seat, and that's essentially not verbatim. But a synopsis of what she said. Well, I mean, she's been battling this uh, cancer and all sorts of maladies for quite a while now. Um, let's, yeah, just, let's just actually let's just talk say about Ruth Bader Ginsburg, man, that fucking sucks, right? It sucks for a lot of different reasons. Like, one, uh, we can already see that there's a lot of situations happening with the election uh, where Trump's trying to, you know, pressure, pressure the USPS into changing policy so that it uh, will either help him in the election or give him a reason to say, hey, I lost the election because look at all of this fraud right. that he created, but he, that's not obviously not how, what he's going to say. Uh, but, you know, a lot of these things, a lot no, of No, I disagree. I think that's exactly what he's going to say if he loses because just look at what he did in no, Wilmington. No, I'm saying he won't <laughs> explain it. He won't say, no, I caused that fraud. Well, uh, right. Yeah, he, exactly. He's talking to the he's unwashed masses. To it. Yeah. Right. But he I will mean, absolutely he, use that as his excuse. But that, that's also you know, to amplify and to hype up his base. Like... I mean, it, that's been the narrative from the outset ever since he was first elected, and he formed the election fraud committee that primarily were, were Republicans in the Senate. And um, I don't know if you guys remember how how that went down, but essentially the Republicans refused to work with the Democrats, uh, withheld all of their findings to the point where the Democrat members of the committee had to sue in court to get those documents released. The court found with the Democrats yeah. and said, you have to release them. And so the committee disbanded itself and said, we can't comply with the order because we no longer exist. Yeah, yeah exactly. And there are a lot of other situations where I think this is going to become a really big issue. Like, consider uh, the fact that in the Mueller report, uh, he said, we, because of our policy, we cannot indict a sitting president, right? So we know that there are all these charges that are likely going to become a thing as soon as... He's not in office anymore, okay, but the right? Mueller, the Mueller report but, didn't state that. Barr stated that. Right. That's okay, the difference. Right, right. What, what I'm saying yeah. is, from the evidence in the Mueller report, we know there are likely to be charges that are going to be brought against the president mm. as soon as he is not no, the president, president any longer, yep, right? right? But uh, as long as he continues to appeal them, which he obviously has the money to do, eventually it's going to sit before the Supreme, Supreme court. court. Right. That uh, he is right, going exactly. to now stack... With, you know, so I feel like there's a lot of problems with this situation. Well, yeah, and that's not just... going into, hey, back when Obama was still in office in 2008 and the Supreme Court seat came well, 2009, but yeah. 2009. Right. I apologize. I apologize. Um, you know, and they're trying to push forward with, with uh, Garland. 
Uh, no, I'm sorry, not 2000. Merrick Garland was uh, 2015. That's what I was 2016. Sorry, I had a brain right? fart. Yeah, and Mitch McConnell in the Senate was like, well, we can't, we can't vote on this because uh, we have a new presidential election coming up. Never mind, it was 247 days away. Right, and but then, the, the, the and then yesterday, now. after Ruth Bader Ginsburg died, an yeah, hour Mitch, later, an hour later, Mitch is like, "We're going to be holding a holding a, a Senate to vote to confirm Donald Trump's new pick as soon as we can." Okay, well, you, you got to remember, you know, hypocrisy doesn't matter um, to certain political segments uh, of our nation. But beyond that, though, they are trying to use the justification that. Uh, it was Obama's second term. It was a lame duck presidency at that point because he had neither control of the Senate. And Trump does. Trump still has the capability of being president for four more years and has the, the Senate as his party. Beyond that, we just had elections in 2018 that reaffirmed the Republican control of the Senate. Re-elections that were completely based on gerrymandering that's continually being brought forth to the Supreme Courts. Right, which the Supreme Court has turned away and said, well, that's a state's issue now. You know, you guys deal with gerrymandering however you want to. It's not in our purview. Which so, blows <laughs> my mind, right? Well, you know, for some states, like, like uh, I believe it was North Carolina, um, you know, that works out well because their state Supreme Court at the state level is a democratic institution. So they've been overturning gerrymandering. But then you'll have places that are very heavily Republican-controlled that are just like, oh, well, we've been given, you know, a free pass to do whatever the fuck we want. Right. My, my point is, uh, like, the ability to vote in a federal election is a federal right. So for them to be able to say that, oh, no, this is 100% of the state, to me, I'm not saying this might be true legally. Uh, I don't know all of the details. Uh, not a lawyer. But... To me, it would seem like that should be something that should at least be able to be protected federally, right? If it is a, a federally protected right for you to be able to vote, then the sanctity of that vote should also be. should be federally protected. Exactly. Now, in my opinion, that makes sense. Uh, I'm, like I said, I don't know if that's a situation legally or not, but if I not, I feel like that's that exactly should how be. it should be. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, but it's not going back to what we were saying just a little bit ago. It is not just that committee. It's not just the Republicans that have been fucking this shit up. They're not the only oh, ones yeah, that no. have been repressing. Just in Texas, there's been lawsuits filed because Green Party and other independents are not being allowed on the ballot unless they provide an additional $5,000 by the deadline, I think, of Tuesday. Of course, they're not there. They plan on not paying it right. at all. Right. They're, they're, they're bringing it to court. And, you know, looking from a constitutional perspective, that's what's being brought to court for is be like, hey... This is not constitutional. You cannot, you know, put an additional requirement upon solely third parties. Right. Right. Yeah. It, it's, and, and a lot of those moves have been by the Democratic Party. Yep. You know? Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly. what I was getting at. It, it was it's not just arm. the Republic. We 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 have two parties that are of the same fucking coin. Yeah. They're both cor corporate yeah. oligarch well, control. Scott said it earlier. There's certain uh, certain pieces of the political uh, machine, bit of machinery that only. Uh, care about hypocrisy, and I'm like, well, I mean, all of them don't. Yeah, Most politicians do, do, do not care really. about hypocrisy. Right. Nobody cares about hypocrisy in politics. <laughs> Why? Because they lie constantly. Uh, I mean, I'm not saying all of them. Certainly, there are a few out there that I still think actually oh, have people's there's, there's interest a in mind. There's a number. Yeah. Uh, but unfortunately, they are not the majority of either party. Uh, I feel like the whole idea of getting into politics and the whole idea of of 
taking on these positions has completely just been 180'd over the course of the creation, like from now, uh, between now and the course of the creation of the country. Like originally the goal was, there are a lot of different people here, people have different views, but we have to make things work for everybody, so we need a representative party from all of these people to say, hey, this is what we want, this is what we need as Americans. So we should have these politicians listening to those people so that the government can make good decisions for the people. And now it's like, uh, you're going to do what I want you to do because I have the power, thankfully. Since I got this position, I will lie, cheat, and steal to get there. Uh, so thanks for voting me in, but I really don't care about you at all. Right. I care and, about and me. Then, <laughs> and then you, you have the, the fact that the parties are in opposition to hold up as a boogeyman. You know, So you have the Republicans saying, oh, well... You know, you've got to vote for me, no matter how corrupt I am, or else you're going to get socialism. Ooh, scary words. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's, it's all about fear politics. Yeah, it, well, it, yeah, just no, like, it's because the vast majority of people vote based on their emotions rather than <laughs> based on information or rationality. Right, well, and the fact right, that people are using those emotions to convince those people shows that, one, they don't respect those people. They think that they know better. They know the way that people should behave and the way that life should go. So oh, yeah. I will sell you whatever story I need to to get to your vote. But it also shows they have no people's interests in mind except for their own. Right. right? These are the methods that they're willing to use to get these votes. Obviously, it's not I'm trying to make a good moral decision or a good decision uh, for my fellow citizens. It's I want power and money, and this is a really great way to do that. Well, it's also... It's also just understanding humanity and understanding psychology, and they know that fear works. Yeah, absolutely. You know? I mean, the Democratic Party has had ample opportunity this year to step up and say, hey, we are willing with Biden to provide the people with the platform and policies that they're asking for, you know, such as the Green New Deal, Medicaid for All. And, and what have they done instead? Uh, it's vote for us or you get Trump. Right. It, boogie, boogie, boogie. Yeah, right. 100%. Right. Now, they're all guilty of that. But... Going back to where you said, not every single one of them is like that. No. And currently, yeah, but they tend to fall in line absolutely. the closer we get to elections. Even AOC is Even coming AOC, out. yeah, she's just become another, uh, you, know, you know, hold the line party member. Hold the line. Despite the fact that she has had her conflicts with the party itself over the last, you know, six months to a year due to the primary process where, you know, the DNC, the corporate Democrat machine is funding primary runs against her. You know, and then she wins, and then she's like, oh, you know, w what was this nonsense? You're trying to get rid of me. Yeah. And now here we are giving... because she's well, that, like that's the next generation the, Bernie Sanders. Right, it's, right. Exactly. And she's already in there. You know, they don't they want her out. Because but I mean, she does yeah. follow more along the lines of democratic socialism. Yeah, which, right, and which, I mean, but all the all the, the more progressive Democrats are facing those same issues. I mean, oh, absolutely. It's, it's been attacks from the more corporate side of the party <laughs> all over the nation. I mean, even uh, Minnesota... Um, Ilhan yeah. has been, the DNC has tried to unseat her a few times. You know, but this whole idea is also, this exact idea is why I try not to go too, too harsh on Trump supporters, right? Because if you take out knowing anything about Trump, right, and you look at just the Republican Party in the same way that you look at the Democratic Party, we're sitting here saying Democratic, the Democratic Party itself is kind of garbage. So anyone that's going in there trying to change things or trying to make moves or trying to care less about the party and more about the people kind of gets ostracized the way, you know, AOC and Sanders are. Right. You know, uh, on the Republican side of the coin, I feel like Trump also fits in that category of people. Uh, well, he just also happens to be a garbage person, right? <laughs> but I'm saying from a Republican view, uh, 
they are also tired of the Republican Party. They're, they're drain the swamp. They're, yeah, drain the swamp. Exactly. Absolutely. Drain the swamp. That 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 slogan resonated with so many people because they see it. I'm sure they see it even in their party. So how do you um, differentiate between a Trump supporter and a Republican when the Republicans are currently in control of the Senate and are essentially acting as the lapdogs of Trump? Well, that's because I, it's become well, the party of Trump. It's, yeah, it's not really well, the Republican yeah, party. Yeah, but hold anymore. on. There, I'm not saying that people that don't do anything and kind of stay quiet aren't complicit because when they are also casting votes, they are complicit. Right. But uh, I do give them a little bit more of a pass, right? Because we've seen the way that uh, people's careers have gone after they've gone after Trump or after they stood up to him. How much worse would that be for someone who is also a Republican since the rest of that party seems to be following him around like a lapdog? So you're talking about like Jeff Flake from Arizona or... Yeah, that person's career is going to get fucking tanked right immediately or, or even so Mitt Romney Mitt Romney who, yeah. who's and that that's a big name here especially uh he he has come out in opposition he was the first uh senator of a party to vote against his own president for impeachment um and now with RBG and her position being open Mitt Romney's a big deal because 100% the Republicans uh have the majority in the Senate that they need by approximately four votes and Mitt Romney refusing to vote for uh, a justice confirmation takes them down to only three. They've got a, they've got a three-person majority. That's that's not a very large majority, and you know there is potential, especially in this very contested, very heated political season, to dissuade other Republicans from potentially being willing to vote for a, yeah. a justice. Well, that and I feel like a lot of Republicans right now are also starting to realize that their loyalty to Trump is not feasible in the long term. In the short term, while he's president, while he has power, absolutely feasible. Uh, but in the I, long I term... I disagree. I disagree because I think their long-term strategy, maybe not the entire party, but the main controllers of the party, their long-term strategy is not to be... Uh, a two-party system anymore. Their, not, their long-term strategy is authoritarian. I'm not just talking about the party. I'm talking about the people also. The people. The citizens. There are a lot of people that are, are Republicans and are also fed up with Trump. So like the Lincoln Project. you know? Yeah, absolutely. Right, right. We're seeing people pop up all over the place that are, are done with them. My parents. Republicans their entire lives. 100% Republican. And they're just done with Trump. Right. They voted for him in the last election. And now they're like, you know, we cannot have another four years of this. We will fall apart. As shocking as it was, but at the same time, not so much. I had a conversation with my father earlier this week that he said the same thing. Mm -hmm. He he has not been a Republican his whole whole life. He's been an independent conservative. Right? Usually he has voted Republican. He's not been a straight ticket. So so more of a libertarian. More of a libertarian, right. But, you know, he, in the last election, yeah, he was all for Trump. 100% 100% on board. But over the course of his presidency, he has seen, as you said, what a garbage person he yeah, is. Yeah, a lot and, of people's dispositions have soured. And unfortunately, I don't understand how some people did not see this coming. Maybe a lot of people don't know about Trump's background, but he's treating the presidency and the country the same way that he's treated a lot of his businesses, right? Uh, you get it <laughs> done by, by hook or crook, and then as soon as you get your building built, you're going to snub the people that you owe money you to. You bail out on all responsibility. You're going to declare bankruptcy on that building. Right. Business is gone, but you're off the hook, and you walk away with your money. Well, that's and what people the wanted. They, with, they didn't want a politician. Well, okay. They wanted a businessman. But, but that's what he's doing to the country. But the problem is, when you bankrupt a country, 
Things go very, very poorly, very, very okay, quickly. But at the same time, well, and that's also why you see a lot of traditional, you know, corporate Republicans going Biden's our man because he's going to keep things stable. Yeah, absolutely. At you least know. there's not so much, uh, you know, there's so much of the unknown. There's an unknown element that happens. Trump's such a wild card. Who knows what could happen next? Who knows what he could tweet? Or say next, or that what trade war he's going to start next, or, exactly or what nuclear war? I mean, we we faced that at the beginning of this year, a uh, potential nuclear uh, threat with uh, North Korea. Yeah, you know. But I, I feel like too much, too much of this is is, and, and I feel like this is orchestrated. Too much of our attention and and blame and finger pointing is at Trump. Agreed. You know? <laughs> yeah, the man is uncouth. He's an outsider, as you said, and which is the appeal for a lot of people. But Trump isn't doing this solo. Trump has an entire Senate of willing Republicans who are bringing him legislation day after day and saying, this is what we want. Oh, okay. This is what you're signing. Yeah, it's not just the Senate, though. I mean, he, this he, is Mitch McConnell. Filling, this is Moscow every Mitch. single secretary position with more people that are part of the swamp he claimed he was going to drain. Yeah. Well, you have to remember, I mean, and, and if you read uh, some of the more conservative news media sites, you know, their comment sections and stuff, the swamp is anybody that disagrees with Trump. Doesn't matter if Trump handpicked that, them or not. But that's not the perception of the people. <laughs> of what yeah, people? That's that's of a play people? on words. That that's right. a, that's a bait and switch. That's all that is. Look, the, the, we're we're, we're yeah. trying we're trying to to logically analyze people who are being ruled by emotion, and most of that emotion is simply, you know, as long as everybody gets screwed, I don't. I don't feel so bad about getting screwed myself. Well, because no. I've been getting screwed this whole time. But then I'm, I want other people to feel the same pain that I'm feeling. I mean, I'm sure that's part of it. But then the other part of it is the people that are in that top 20, 10% of the nation. I got mine. Fuck everybody else. Well, I mean, that's that's endemic to both parties. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, know, I wasn't. And, I'm saying not, that's not part of Biden, the Biden, Biden is their champion. Biden is oh, yeah. their champion just as much as Trump is. Well, I mean. You've had some people call out Biden because in his uh, one of his town halls, he said this is a fight between Scranton and uh, shit. I can't remember. Uh, Park Park Place. Fuck. I right. So, so basically, blue collar versus white right, collar. Right. And you have elites people versus on workers. the Democratic side being like, well, what about rich people? Rich people's lives matter too. Can't we have a president nominee who's for everybody? It's like, brah, you don't need somebody backing you. Yeah. <laughs> right, you're you backing own, yourself. You own the government. You don't need support <laughs> right. from the people. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's, that's a serious situation. Right you're there. the tight fist, the iron fist around our government that we're trying to pry off. You know, I mean, it, it, America is an oligarchy at this point. It, 90% we, of the uh, yeah. corporate oligarchy. I agree. Right. Yeah. 90% of the legislation that comes out is. Beneficial uh, for one class only. You know? I mean, and we're moving there quickly. And unfortunately, I mean, like like I said, a lot of the things that we were talking about are generalizations. I don't want to say that this is everybody. Just like earlier, we were talking about people in politics, uh, you know, acting a specific way. It's not everybody. Unfortunately, it's the majority. There's still some great politicians out there. Uh, but yeah, there's a few people still fighting for for rights for people. Outside of the umbrella of the corporate structure, and they're like finding so much uh, resistance to this idea. Black lives matter, and, and the fact that Period. right, the fact that they're encountering <laughs> any resistance at all kind of shows you the disposition of the government, right? If if it wasn't being condemned by the government, 
we would know immediately, hey, there are people that are being treated unfairly. This should not be a thing. If this government was for these people, then they should also be trying to protect these people and making sure that they're being treated fairly. But instead we're saying, oh, they're rioters and looters. The rioters they're, and looters. Well, yeah. They're, they're causing mind, violence yeah, and yeah, destruction. Exactly. Never mind rioter looters come violent. after hurricanes. They come after failed football <laughs> games. Yeah. They, they, they come, come after one football game. Yeah. <laughs> hey, our team won. Let's torch, torch the, the city. city. Yeah. But it's just a great <laughs> indicator like trying of the disposition to, of the government. Yeah, I agree. But, man, when we're looking at how the government works and saying, yeah, not everybody's like that, but we have a system that rewards that mentality. We have a system that money is politics. That's what it equals. Well, That's what a lot it hasn't always. There. No, it, it has for always. a long time. But the protections against that, um, many of which were reestablished and established uh, back during FDR and whatnot, um, those protections have been eroded for a very long time. Oh, yeah. Um, and, and I know the name that pops into everybody's head right away, Reagan. You know, Reagan eliminated a lot of the balance between the classes. You go back 20 years before Reagan, the middle class was three times the size that they are now with, you know, 10 times the wealth. And it was, it was those neoliberal trickle-down economic policies started by Ronald Reagan that ha has led to just a complete imbalance in, in wealth across the entire nation. But to add to that, to go along with that, as far as how it's affected our government, how voting happens, how people in the Senate are influenced, Citizens United. Citizens United. Yeah. Right. That, which RBG opposed? Which yeah, which yeah. he opposed rightly. You know, I'm uh, sorry, but a corporation is not a person. They should not have the same rights when it comes to the political process as a voter, as a citizen of the U.S. Absolutely. I mean, I don't understand how everyone's uh, notion got so twisted, but like, corporations also depend on people. Right. Without the backbone, they fail. Right, absolutely. So, at, you know, any amount of, of just normal logical thinking would lead you to believe that the things that are required are the things that you should protect the most, right? You can have people and no corporations. You can have people and no government. So what are these corporations, corporations and these people. people for? Well, corporations right? are, are these people Corporations now. and these right. governments that, for? Corporations are exactly. Citizens United is one of the things that needs exactly. to be overturned. So, so at what point did somebody say, hey, no, we're going to change this hierarchy. Now, corporations are just as good as people. They are just a, they matter as much. On paper, on paper, no. but really they matter more. Well, now. right, right. Well, yeah. Because well, corporations I mean, have the money. money. Absolutely, money. exactly. That's what it all boils down to. But, <laughs> but really, I mean, and you have to look at... at where did Citizens United originate from? It was a right-wing group that decided they wanted to publish a film uh, back in the earlier 2000s uh, when Hillary Clinton was going in the primaries up against Barack Obama. Right. They published an anti-Hillary film, and it was challenged in court and said, well, wait a minute. This is, this is a political you know, indoctrination or propaganda. This is a political ad, essentially. Mm -hmm. And that's when the, the Supreme Court... Um, came back and said, no, they're people, so they have the freedom of speech. And that was the undoing of everything. Yeah. That's when we started getting super PACs and yeah. all sorts of money in politics that really well, has then, completely well, corroded look, the entire system. Well, then let's look at what, besides trickle-down economics, what led to Citizens United even being in front of the Supreme Court in the first place? The absence of, you know, the I mean, not the the fairness doctrine. The, uh, right, no, the, the removal absolutely. of the fairness doctrine. Right. Which goes back to Nixon and Reagan era. I yeah. mean... 
and once again, I mean, I hate to see you know paint a trend, but that it's the reality. Once again, it was the Republican Party saying we have to remove these protections. Every time you turn around, it is the Republican Party saying we have to remove this protection. We have well, to remove and that, that protection. And these, but that's what they campaign on. They campaign well, on. Well, and that's what I was going to say. It's like, like let's yeah. look, smaller government. However, let's look at the last four years. Has that happened? Yeah, How, do we well, have smaller government now, guys? Do that's we? That's a whole different thing. I think that's why a lot of uh, Republicans have. We have less uh, regulation. We don't have a smaller government. Right, yeah. right. And that's what I was getting at. We have less regulation, which who benefits who? The rich. It benefits the rich. It benefits the corporations that are continually getting subsidized by our government over this pandemic. When they don't need the fucking money. No. But apparently, according to to Mitch McConnell and the Republican Senate, neither do the people. That $1,200 check that you got back in March, that was it. Yeah, that's all you need. Never mind that Canada and every other nation. In the developed world, is saying, "Oh, here's here's your two thousand, here's thousand dollar monthly payment." Well, yeah, Canada plus Canada's two thousand, and that's one of the lowest of the developed nations. Right. Canada, in my mind, is doing the bare minimum required over this period of time. We aren't even anywhere close to that. Uh, you know, six dollars a day. That's right. what we're worth. You're we're worth six dollars a day. Six dollars a day. <laughs> six dollars a day. That, that was that, that was, was a few week weeks ago. ago. Right. That was a couple weeks yeah, ago. That, <laughs> every day that value every, drops. So true. That's the value of the uh, American and people. And yet, and yet, to this, uh, we, we are, we are, we are what? So true, though. Every day to the government, the value of the American person <laughs> drops. <laughs> That's so unfortunate. Right. So, such a well, metaphor I mean, for reality. I mean, you know, but then that ties into the electoral college. We already see that some people matter less than others. Yeah. Some people are valued less than others. Some land is valued as much as people, or more, more than more, people. More than people. Yeah, more than more people. Than people. My, my my six acres should have more of a vote than these hundred citizens over here. Well, that comes back to the founding of our nation, man. When we're talking about we the people, we're talking about rich white landowners. Rich white landowners. That, that are, that's that, that's, that's the, old, the yeah. Rich white male landowners. Well, that... Right, I right. Said, what, yeah. the, women weren't voting in the, <laughs> right. in the beginning, so... Right. I'm for, sorry I said male, but that's okay. <laughs> it was implied. It was definitely implied. I don't think uh, women were allowed to own land either. Uh, uh, where the, it, that's I don't know. I mean, that goes back to class too, though. I mean, right. I, I think the the richer your family were was the less. I mean, because I think the mentality came from Europe at the time, I and if there was not a male heir, if there wasn't a male heir, it would go to the wife. I think it doesn't and matter could, what time era you're talking about. If you have enough money, it doesn't matter. Yeah, that that, that pretty much holds true. Yeah, that's, all uh, unfortunately, still oh, true. Man, that, that's, that's still, still true. Still true today. Yeah. That's an anti-capitalistic statement, Chris. Mm. Come on, man. <laughs> I think that capitalism is fantastic uh, when properly regulated. Uh, but right now, we're trying to deregulate the tiny bit of regulation that exists. Yeah, soon we're going to have child uh, labor again. Right. I feel like it's been <laughs> a long time since anyone has actually seen what truly uh, well-regulated capitalism looks like. Uh, that's not something that has existed here in the United States. Not in the but United States, but, no, but we, we do see... For longer um, than I've been alive. No, but we have been the pinnacle, we have been the standard of capitalism. We, this is the end game of capitalism. We've the been the hyperbolic extreme of capitalism. The rich, yeah. yeah, the end game of capitalism. The rich get richer, the poor get poorer. Because... It's not regulated. It's not, right, well, but that, that's what I'm saying. You can get as capitalism, rich as you want, and these people do not matter at all. Right, right. We are we are the stepping stones. We are the steps on the ladder. Yeah. That's that's what we are in pure capitalism. 
It's mm. unfortunate, but it's a thing. Well, speaking of people that don't matter, uh, did you guys see the report out earlier this week talking about um, the the day that Trump decided he wanted to go do his little photo op with the Bible across the street from the White House at the church? Uh, he had contacted the military about, about using, a, about heat using a heat ray against the protesters. Which, like, fire the fucking lasers. It makes your skin feel like it's on fire. Fire the lasers. He's a Bond villain. All he needed to do was come on and say, we are going to use heat lasers now. (laughs) (laughs) I went dolphins. I went dolphins with fucking heat Heat rays. Heat rays. Sharks. We will make them pay one million dollars. One trillion dollars. Yeah, yeah. So let's let's just zap the let's just zap the people. The people are our own people in our own state. Right. Protesting for the rights (laughs) of the people. Hey, you know what? I I do want to express thank you. Thanks. And say thank you to the uh, the generals in charge of our military services who told him, fuck no, you batshit lunatic. <laughs> You're fucking insane. We are not going to attack our people. <laughs> Which oh then does goodness. lead me to believe that if Trump tries to institute completely nakedly an authoritarian regime and tries to release the military on the people, I do have faith that our military will say, yeah, absolutely. Our current military. How long will it take for, for Trump to cycle through as many generals as it takes, firing them you know, one day after the next until he finds generals who may not even deserve to be generals, who he promotes to general, who say, yeah, you know, I'll I, do whatever I, the fuck you want. Like, like a Supreme Court nominee picks like no, Ted Cruz? I, no, I don't, I don't think that'll <laughs> matter. Oh I really don't think that'll matter at all. Like, Every U.S. soldier takes these oaths, and every U.S. soldier takes these oaths seriously, right? It's not, it's not something that's up for debate for them to protect the Constitution. It is the basis of that oath, right? So it's not just the generals. Those are the ones that we see publicly, right? But at every step in that command chain, or in that command chain you've got people that have also taken that oath that take it seriously. So we're saying, yeah, well, what, what happens when he replaces these generals with his generals? Well, you have, well that, okay. you have to remember that part of that oath is to protect the U.S. against enemies, foreign, foreign and, and domestic. domestic. Yeah. Now, when you've got right-wing media pushing this narrative day in, day out, hour after hour, that your fellow citizens are your enemy, what do you think these troopers are going to do? Well, do you, do you think these do. troopers are going to say to themselves, no, I can't shoot upon my... Fire upon my brother, American. D- dude, no, they say dude. those are domestic look, enemies. Look at look at what important. They're not blind. What they've what got happened? family that are not in the military too. What? what but that's in not Portland? their family standing in front of them. And that, like you said, God, what happened in Portland? What happened in Portland <laughs> is what's going to happen everywhere. You're not going to send troops from California to California. You're going to send troops from California to Florida. You're going to send troops from Florida to California. That way, you're not facing. Your fellow citizens, you're not facing your neighbors, you're not facing your right. state, you're, you're nameless you're man, you're terrorists, enemies, you're terrorists. That's what the, that is. I mean, you're, you're saying, I Oh, they like, take this oath and they take this oath like seriously, this and they go is, and kidnap people. I feel off like the streets. this is as extreme a view as Trump's uh, political ads are, 
where it's like, look at all these riots and yeah, all this of this is bots. Biden's America. Wait, I feel like this you're is just the one in charge. Is, is it yeah. really? I mean, okay. It as far is. as the armed forces, this is—it's a little bit this, alarmist. This, this is way yeah, down the line. It's alarmist. You're right as far as our armed forces oh, go. Yeah. However, our armed you mean for- like Trump's third term? Our armed forces Ooh. are not who we need to worry about. Yeah, basically. Who we need to worry about are these crazy ass militia guys who are running around in yeah, Portland. I, I agree with that. I do totally setting agree up with that. roadblocks, saying "Papers, please." You know, yeah. the, these guys who, <laughs> who have taken it upon themselves to be some sort of vigilante shooting at protesters with paintball guns. Oh, but now for now right. it's paintball well, guns. Well, no, it's well, to no. try to get them to shoot back with a real gun. Right. I think. Right. They're so trying right. to make right. them so oh, angry. Right. I mean, that's why right. they have two guns. Oh, they them. started shooting at me first. So. Right. Right. Oh, we, Ky- or we destroyed Kyle Rittenhouse. Oh, he threw a, a grocery bag full of candies and Cheetos <laughs> at me. I right. feared for my life after coming to another state exactly. with, with, with a, that I a came rifle. Because I loved this JCPenney so much. Right. <laughs> right. I feared for my life because he threw a bag of, of groceries at me. My uncle's car lot is the only place in the world I feel safe. Right. I only feel no, safe but in my uncle's car lot. That, that's the rhetoric that... These are the the mass terrorist movements that we need to worry about because Trump is encouraging these guys. Trump is sending out ads, you know, saying, join Trump's army today. Right. Get a hat. Sign up. Pledge yourself. Get a hat to identify yourself and your comrades. And your comrades (laughs) so you know who's friend and who is foe. I'm about to buy a thousand of them off of eBay from China <laughs> to hand out to my friends when with, shit hits the fan. We should China. totally do that. We from China. 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 Yeah. yeah. China. From China. <laughs> well, it cost it, me nothing. Well, then you're going to take Ridley Fire. exactly the same. <laughs> Gorilla tactics. <laughs> hey, man, if it goes that far, right. they're going to find out that not all of us are stupid as right. they think we yeah, are. Right, exactly. Like, I mean, if you think you're the only person that can plan strategically, yeah, you messed up. There are a lot of smart Americans out there. Well, Most of them just stay out of politics because it's all garbage right well, now. Yeah, yeah, but, well, it, it's not even about, you know, you say you're not the only one who can plan strategically. Well, can they really plan strategically? I mean, we saw the Bureau of Land Management just a few years ago lay siege to the, the observatory or whatever out, out in the Midwest there. And within hours of arriving at their their destination to take over they realized we didn't pack any food we need everybody to send pizza and snacks and chips they're tweeting out they're sending text messages oh that that's as genius as napoleon Please trying to, to invade russia in the middle of winter and being right stuck right, the right. Pass. yeah that showed a lot like, of oh man and army travels on its belly i mean right that that's any been army. known since the dawn of, of civilization. Armies yes. travel on their bellies. If, if you don't have supplies, you don't have... You don't have an army. Right. You don't. Your, your well, army can be simply waiting out. Yeah. You, know, you have more people going AWOL, or they just die of starvation like Napoleon Rome did. Mm. So dumb. But that's where we're at. Sorry. This, this is where that we're is at. so dumb. I mean, th- these aren't even hypotheticals we're talking about. These are people who are doing yeah, these absolutely. things on a daily basis. In, in cities are around our nation, and I, I don't see it ending anytime soon. You know, I mean, the the director Ray at the FBI came out and said, you know, the greatest threat to American democracy is from right wing, white supremacist terrorist organizations. Uh, and another big news today where he affirmed that uh, uh, Antifa 
is not an organization. It is an ideology. Right. Yeah, it's exactly. it's being anti-fascist. I wish people would would understand some some very basic terms when it comes to things like groups. You're asking like, a lot. Right. <laughs> the difference between an organization that has organization and a like head the NRA, and a voice. The NRA. Right. That's right. an organization. Or a movement. Right. Where it's Black just Lives people. Matter. Right. It's just people. There's right. not people planning in some deep secret compartment this the Black Lives state. Matter organization yeah. well, where okay, they're so like, hey, this is how we're going to do they're no, both it's movements. a movement. They're both movements. It's a lot of people together that have the same idea and the same thoughts about something and say, hey, we need to make a stand for these ideas and well, thoughts. I mean, but they're, they're, both, like, they're both movements. I got my they're both organizations. Okay, but yeah. One is corporate, such as the NRA, and, the other and then the other is, is, is populist. Yeah. It's a populist yeah. movement. Um, it's a lot of people going, hey, disclaimer, this is bullshit. I will call myself a member of the but, but Antifa who, organization. Who, who has more? Oh, who has, no, no, I'm oh, so no, right. Go, right. guys, guys. I am an anti-fascist. Who has more clout when it comes into the, the media and the political scheme? Obviously, it's going to be the corporate-backed <laughs> organization. Uh, the corporate-backed organization sure. who who appeals to the corporate-owned media. I mean... Right, exactly. Am I a that's member implied. of Antifa? That's implied. No, because I... Don't think there's a membership. There's situation. a membership. I am. I've never seen a sign-up application, but personally, I am against all fascists. Did you so see? I am as was every single one of our heroes from the last 20, 30 years. Right. In but San Francisco, I'm not a member of anything. I don't do anything about it. I'm not there. Like, I need to like punch somebody in the face because I'm anti-fascist. No, but but if I saw a Nazi on the street. Well, well, what happens happens. Well. I mean, so in San Francisco, going going to the membership and, and your card carrying membership, right? In San Francisco, <laughs> there was a protest uh, occurring not long ago where um, law enforcement agitators had infiltrated the crowd as they are wont to do, um, undercover. Oh yeah, out there starting the starting violence and whatnot. Breaking and windows. They were yep. confronted by a group of the protesters and said, "I don't believe you are who you say you are." Show us your Antifa card. Right. Here. Oh, oh. And he said, I must oh, have lost I it. I, I lost it. I left it at home. <laughs> My bad. And they say, get the fuck out of here, cop. <laughs> There's no goddamn card. No, but that just shows you the ignorance. <laughs> Wow. That they think this is an organization. So, wow. That, that this get, is a you know, completely wow. organized. That is so impressive. Right. That is impressive. You know what? You know what? Let, let's do it. Let's, let's let's draft one up. You can get it on our website. Right. Get your 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 Antifa membership card today. <laughs> it's available on the website. We will have it available for you to download. Just fill it out with your name. Put your picture on You'll it. You'll have to laminate yourself. Laminate Sorry. yourself. Really, <laughs> it should be there right next to your man card and your human card, right? Oh. Like, oh. What and the your hell, gamer dude? card. Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> what are you even talking about? And depending, you might even have your V card. Shit, with we it. actually need to make an Antifa card. <laughs> <laughs> it's, we're gonna put Don't. It we're gonna, somebody will murder you for having it. Uh, uh, actually, you know what? You're right. You're right. Because um, the BLM protests, uh, was this in New York? Uh, it was somewhere up north. New Jersey, I believe it was. Uh, someone had organized a protest, said, hey, I'm, I'm the voice. I'm, I'm the organizer of, of this BLM. The city turned around and, and said, okay, you have to pay this $4 million for all the police overtime that we had to use to work your protest. Whoa. Right, Whoa. right, right. That's how that's how corporations attack Whoa. populist movements. Damn, so now this one person who claimed ownership of the organization. Now, I, I, I heard of a similar instance in, I don't, it was either Virginia or South Carolina, 
and instead of saying, oh, you have to pay for the overtime or cops, you're going to be held responsible for all damages. You get, she had like three different felonies she was charged with. Oh, man. Right. Yeah, even though she, she, did, was, she had nothing to do with them. Right. She had nothing, to do, nothing to do with them. But because she was the one who organized the protest, and she's the one who asked for the permits and paid for them, and she was on all the documentation, she was charged with the felonies. That's unfortunate. And you can't hold an individual citizen liable for the actions of a, of a, movement, hold, of a gathering. Do they hold football teams liable for the actions of their fans after right. a game? No. Right. No. How many times do you see these? Especially not Raiders fans. Oh. <laughs> oh. Ouch. Mm. Or how about, how about the Eagles after the Super Bowl? Oh, God, no. Uh. <laughs> oh, that was terrible. I oh. felt bad for for them. Though. Yeah, no. It, it's, <laughs> honestly, that, that Super Bowl just brought out um, every... Bad stereotype I've seen from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Philadelphia. Right. right. Like, it's like, that is, here, really, here is, that is truly You are the stereotype. I love Philadelphia. City of Philadelphia. I'm not knocking you guys. It's it's funny. I'm sorry if I've offended you. Yeah. Oh, but that show is phenomenal. And you were right. Yeah. It brought out every yeah. single negative stereotype and condemnation that was brought forth in that show. Mm. 